0: Welcome to the Creativity Cafe podcast for the creatively adventurous and the relentlessly curious.
1: We have inspiring conversations with creative women from all
0: over the world. I'm Paige Baldwinando, and I'm a creativity coach who helps people maximize their creative potential. And I'm also a writer. I'm Jordana Matsuda, and I'm an illustrator on my creative journey with Paige helping me along the way. We're both long-term residents of Japan, a country bursting with creative energy that inspires us on a daily basis.
1: So go grab a cup of tea and join us in discovering new creative landscapes here on the Creativity Cafe. Hello, Paige. Hi, Jordana. I want to ask you today about your co-creation time. Mm
0: -hmm. So I
1: know that once a week you have online co-creation hour. So what made you want to start? doing that yeah well so essentially what
0: it is is a group of us every once a week get on zoom and we come in and we say hello and we talk about what we're going to work on that day and then we mute our mics and we do our thing and then at the end we come back and and kind of touch base again and see how it went so even though we are like in different places on the planet, (laughs) like very often there will be a call where there's people from three different continents at the same time, you Mm -hmm. know, multiple countries, like doing all different things. We come together in a way that is so supportive of each other and that like spurs each other on. And that's why I wanted to do it. Like my experience has been that when I'm creating and when when the clients I work with are creating in tandem with other people or even one other person, there's like a momentum that comes mm. into it, right? And you feel the energy of the other people, you know, and it feels like invigorating and exciting. And at least for me, when I'm in it, I feel it almost like I'm, I'm riding a wave, mm. you know? I can be with these other people. I see them there, even if they've turned their cameras off, which they're welcome to do. Like, I know that they're there and I know that at the end, they're going to be interested in my time, you know, mm. what i spent my time doing. Um, so there's this beautiful companionship and this beautiful shared energy. Um, and I wanted to give people a space to have that, to especially if... Um, you know have you ever had the experience where there's a project that you're you're excited about but somehow you can't make time for it or you're just like yeah like i want yeah. to not doing it like that yeah. kind of thing just getting
1: started with it can be difficult yeah right
0: like having this type of community especially a community where like you know everybody's rooting for you and cheering mm. you on can really help with just taking a first step towards it and then once yeah. you've taken the first step you get the momentum going and it's exciting you know yeah what kind of things have you worked on during co-creation time
1: um I've worked on yeah for me it's often starting something I think mm-hmm. that's what I find I struggle with like once I'm in in the in the groove of it I, it's easy to come back to it but starting something new for me is always makes it easier if I join like co-creation time for yeah. sure yeah, yeah it's
0: quite fun too. like you get to know the people and you get yeah. to interested in and you know this person always plays guitar and that person is always doing yeah
1: and, you know like you kind of want to know like well what they're doing this week you want to find out like are they doing the same thing last week have they finished that project yet yeah you're kind of like you invested hey like you're doing other people's um projects too which creates that nice vibe yeah yeah
0: exactly are there any other like online creative communities you've been part
1: of um yeah so for me like our guest today charlotte i'm in her um patreon group so she's an artist and she does lots of instagram lives and patreon lives and that is a really cool community of women again from all over the world um different you know varying in different like levels um but yeah just sharing that time together and what I really like about it is it doesn't matter like what level you're at there's no kind of like um I never feel embarrassed to show my work. You know, sometimes you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this really didn't turn out how I wanted it to look or what have you. Um, I, I, I don't feel that when in that community it's really supportive and encouraging, um, which, yeah, I feel yeah. like in other parts of life, that sense of support isn't always there hey (laughs) it can feel judgmental or it can feel um a bit scary to be to be you know honest with what you're doing um Mm.
0: but yeah yeah one of the things that I love about online communities and I think is so special about them is that you can connect with people like you who have the same interests or the same feelings are the same you know like orientation towards Mm. something no matter where they are yes yeah you don't have to like go out and with your um butterfly net and try to capture people in public like like yeah like me you know try to find (laughs) who around me is like me like Mm. we can find those things online so much more easily just by doing a search or doing you know whatever it is that we do to find community And that can lead to this tremendous sense of belonging, Yeah, you know, and like you're describing this feeling of like, you know, comfort and openness and like, I'm not going to be judged like that, I think is so
1: special. And we might not have that in our immediate environment.
2: Mm.
1: Or even just like people who understand like your motivation to do this kind of work, you know, um, because, you know, I think your family, (laughs) the same old, same old for them, isn't it? (laughs) Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah to talk yeah. to people who are in the same way think and understand exactly you know, why you
0: do what you do yeah yes and I think people who are you know creative every human is creative right but people who want to make art of some kind you know whether that's writing or quilting or whatever it is mm-hmm. right anything that we want to do um there's a there's a a flow to it you know there's a way that it goes there's a process that we get engaged in that if you're not someone who's interested in that type of creation it kind of looks foreign and mysterious from the outside right yeah. and so for those of us who are doing it to talk to other people who are not actively doing it sometimes there's like almost a communication gap
1: yes yes <laughs> Because <laughs> they just kind of agree with everything you said, like, Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like ah.
0: But then when you get to talk to other people who are actively engaged in that type of creation, yeah, there's there isn't that communication gap. There's this ease, yeah, and flow of being able to say, hey, have you ever had this happen, or what do you do when this happens, mm. right? And that to me, like that sense of belonging and and um oh there's other people like me mm. you know, is priceless yeah in so many ways
1: and i think as well it's like the whoever is like leading that community really sets the tone hey for yeah. how that group interacts with each other or commun- you know communicates to shares their ideas um Absolutely. yeah and And in that sense, like, everybody who's drawn to that person would probably have a similar, (laughs) um, what's the word? Like, a similar desire to be around, you know, the similar type of people. Yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's really important to find that person, I think, who resonates with you and who you are and the way you work. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And and
0: Charlotte, our guest today, has such a lovely energy. And the the people she draws to her are wonderful in the sense that they're like fun and engaged and having a good time. And there's a there's a really beautiful atmosphere, Mm. like a vibrant, light, fun atmosphere to the lives that she does on Instagram, for example. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think she's a really genuine person and really loves what she does. And that comes through so much mm-hmm. with the, you know, the, in her lives.
0: After having grown up in the UK, Charlotte Hamilton studied and practiced a wide array of visual arts in Mallorca, Spain. She's since made her home in Ontario, Canada for the past 23 years, where she's built a global art community that connects her with others through creating a variety of visual work. Through her shared daily visual practices, Charlotte learns to see things more quickly, try new things, and connect with people through the entire process. Thanks for joining us, Charlotte.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's lovely to have
1: you because I I love to what I love your Instagram well you know I do <laughs> um so it's lovely to have you here and find out more about you today um yeah yeah because like I think we find out quite a lot about you through Instagram but um it's always good nice to hear people's journey how they got to where they are today so our first question we ask all our guests is what's your first memory of doing something creative?"
2: Ooh, well. I was always told, and I think I remember like doing a lot of art just in the kitchen, sitting drawing on paper. Um, I used to draw these little houses, like tiny houses on a sheet of paper and then do like every floor, sort of kind of what you'd see in an illustration book, but very like amateur because I was probably only like eight years old, Mm. Um, but I would do all the little furniture. And so I remember doing those. And always being outside and uh, making little fairy gardens. Um, yeah, just always um, doing something with my hands. My mum is very um, creative with her hands as well. Probably more creative with her hands than like artistic. Um, and you know so I think I've taken a little bit um, after her for sure. It's so mm-hmm. sweet
0: to imagine, you know, you drawing that like, were you, is it kind of like a draw, uh, like a dollhouse, like a cross section? Yeah. Of-
2: almost like a cross section of a dollhouse. Yeah, and my mom kept the drawings as well. And she's like, do you want this one? I'm like, yeah, I'll take that one. Like that, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that one is a good memory. I remember that one. And oh. then she'll bring out others and I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't need all of them. Mom. And she's like, well, what am I going to do with them? I kept them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 That's sweet that she kept them too. It is very sweet.
1: It's really hard as a parent to throw away your kid's art. I do know I really struggle with my son's art. I'm like, yeah.
2: should I keep yes. it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to and do. And I've yet. kept a lot of my girl's art because when they were a lot younger I ran art camps from my from my studio so I'd have like weeks throughout the summer where little kids would come and of course I didn't have anywhere to put my kids but they wanted to join in so from like four years old until they were 13 every summer they would do weeks upon weeks of art camp so I have all their sketchbooks from that and I go through them and I'm like, I I should really do a project taking their work and working through it and, I don't know, elaborating on it or something. I don't know. Anyway, they don't want their art. They don't? No. No. Maybe later. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe.
1: Well, my son's like, if I say... You know so just three you no know, we don't need these ones say no I need to keep everything I'm like okay <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> but um you'll grow out of that I guess
2: <laughs>
0: well you must have a lot of art in your home because you are also a prolific creator
2: so I have a lot of art but I don't have a lot of art on my walls like I have a few pieces. Um my husband's quite minimalist and so we've now ne- we've kind of just kept the house quite simple but I do I'm I'm starting to go through my images and say yes no and the ones that I say no to I've started making collages out of Mm -hmm. um and making yeah I just recently made these little landscapes and I'm really happy with them so I feel like I can reuse um my artwork that I'm you know I do a lot of because I teach a lot I do a lot of uh, sketches and it's not always in a sketchbook so yeah I accumulate a lot of paper
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: it's easy to mm-hmm. do
0: especially, it is easy to do yeah especially when you're you're making as often as you do so will you tell us a bit more about your path towards where you are today creatively from that draw house, the dollhouse <laughs> <line laughs> to
2: today Yes. So um, I went through secondary school, always choosing the creative subjects. And then the secondary school that I went to didn't really have too many options for A-levels. We, um, In England, we do A-levels, which is the last two years of your high school. And so there was an option to go to a sixth form college um, if you're British and listening, you know what that is. Uh, It's the last two years of high school and it's dedicated to just those two years and they're usually full of subjects that you wouldn't usually be able to choose in a high school. So I chose photography, art and history of art, like three amazing subjects and this was to push me in the direction of a foundation, art foundation which you do usually before you go to art school or art college in England. So I did that Got into St. Um, Martin's, sorry, the London School of Art in London. And I did that for a year, the foundation course. And then I applied to three or four schools in England. I think um, I wanted to go to either Bristol or Falmouth. But when I went to the interview, I saw I kind of got to know the school a little bit better. And it was different back then. You would go for an interview with your portfolio, but then you would visit the school at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I was just seeing all these students with um, a space, and I spoke to a couple of students, they're like, yeah, you pretty much have three years of a studio space, and there's not too much tuition. And I really wanted to learn to draw, like that was my goal. I didn't want to stay in London, Um, the Royal Academy of Art, I could have gone there. But I didn't want to stay in London, I wanted to be out of the city. So I took a year and um, worked a little bit, traveled, um, and my mom, um, my godmother lived in Spain, and her ex-husband had founded this art school, um, La Escuela de las Beleres, or something like that. Um, La Escuela Libre de las Beleres. Mm. Anyway, so... She said, how about you go over there for six months and see if you like it? And I knew that it was a very traditional art school, different teaching. And so I said, sure. So in September, um, I thought I was going to take a year out, but I didn't take a year out because come September, my mom's like, well, you can start in October, they said. And I said, "Okay." So I went over to Spain, cried at the airport because I was, you know, at that age, you're like all your friends are there and you're leaving on your own. And, and so I went over to Spain. I had done GCSE Spanish. So it was like a couple of years that I'd done Spanish, um, but it had been three years. So I didn't know any Spanish, did a crash course in Spanish for three weeks. um, Whilst I was at the Spanish art school, which was run in Spanish. And so (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm learning Spanish. I've got to try and understand the teacher in Spanish. So it was it was only a four hour um, everyday course. So from 12 to four, uh, I was at the art school. And I did that for eight months and then started working because it was a very structured course. And I learned everything that I still use today. Um, but I needed I needed to work and I couldn't do both. And um, my boyfriend at the time was a muralist, Italian muralist. So he painted like trompe l'oeil on walls for clients, for actually for a lot of commercial um, nightclubs and things like that. It was very popular back then. Mm. And he had come over and he got a job and he needed help. So I helped him. And then we got more jobs and more jobs. And then I started doing interior decoration and um, antiquing new furniture. That was a big thing back then in the in the 90s. And just kind of found my way within residential houses, painting murals, effects on walls, um, antiquing their, their new furniture. And I had a little business doing that and then met my husband and came over here and continued my business doing the same had my girls um my first daughter was brilliant she would come with me everywhere i still worked and my second daughter when she came just put a wrench in everything and so (laughs) i started (laughs) i started more um working from home and illustration and Um, getting more commissions which which worked well for me and yeah I just I wanted to be home with my girls so I worked around them yeah yeah. and that's really and I'm here and I've and I'm still doing art run I've been running my business I've never worked for anybody else other than um, yeah getting contract work and commissions so and teaching
0: yeah, you do so many interesting things on Instagram where you share what you're doing, as, as Jordana was referencing earlier. And I'm curious about some of that, like if you would tell us a little bit more about what you do on Instagram and and um, like what drives you to, to Yeah. Sh-
2: so um, Instagram s- started, like I think, in 2000. 2000- 13 or something no no it must have been earlier 2007 was it I can't remember anyway so I was just you know I would post and then came sketchy which is the portrait app it's now called museum by sketchy and I love painting portraits and got a lot of commissions of for you know small portraits or um, illustrations family illustrations but Sketchy kind of changed. It It was more like a a challenge to do a portrait a day. So I started doing that. And then through them, they asked if I would do some classes through them. Um, And around the same time, Creative Bug in San Francisco asked if I would do a month-long portrait class. So all those things kind of took off at the same time. And um, from there... Um, I met a whole bunch of people and actually that's where a whole um, group of people joined my morning classes which I've been doing for the past three years since the beginning of pandemic, I was supposed to do a march break um, in person. like camp from my from my studio and just have seven kids and they they had already signed up they hadn't paid or anything they were just going to come on the Monday and stay for the whole week and the pandemic hit and everything closed down so I said to them you know what I'll go live on Instagram I've never gone live on Instagram but we'll do this it will be an overhead you'll see what I'm doing and it'll be great and so I went live and I'm like oh, there's quite a few people here. And I'm like, oh, hi, <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time here. And anyway, um, so then we were giving notice that uh, we're actually going to be off for two more weeks. And so I'd done it every morning and I just kept saying to everybody, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. if you want to join me. And I would pick something like, let's draw an apple together or let's draw a book stack or um, let's do a portrait. So I'd choose something and they could see me drawing at the same time. Anyway, so about probably about 10 ladies, um, in the mornings, they kind of, they kept, you know, commenting and saying, Oh, will you come back next week? We'll be here. If you want to come back next week, we're not doing anything. <laughs> so we just kept going. And I started to, um, I started to make prompt list for each week so originally it was just week by week we would start doing a different a different theme or and i have all my i I actually posted a um like four videos on my patreon of all the sketchbooks that we did right at the beginning and i looked through them and i was like i don't know if you've if you've listened to my videos i don't know if jordana you've Mm. gone through them but i was like Mm. oh my god i completely forgot that we did this (laughs) anyway amazingly um we've been doing my mornings for or I've been doing my mornings I always say we because I feel like we're a family on there Mm -hmm. like they've they've become part of you know part of my life for sure and they're from everywhere in the world which is fantastic and it's going to be three years um very soon so that's really exciting and a lot of people, you know, they do these hundred day projects and we're like, well, we've done like a almost a thousand day project. <laughs> 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 no, like no, they're they're fantastic and they're super encouraging and mm. the growth that I've seen even within their work is amazing. Um and through them, you know, they're like, why don't, why don't you teach some classes online? And I'm like, I've never done that before. Okay, let's try that. So a lot of them signed up to classes and now I have classes that run all year round and it's fantastic. And yeah, it's, wow. the pandemic brought a lot of pain to a lot of people, but it brought a lot of joy to all of us. So
0: yeah. it was great. What a silver lining.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's fantastic.
1: And I think, like the your natural way of, I'm guessing, is <laughs> that your natural way of like talking and the the times that I've joined, it's everyone's so nice, hey, and so welcoming. It's a really relaxed kind of environment to be in. I think, yeah, that's why every yeah, that's why everybody yeah. enjoys it. I guess why is it easy to do?
2: Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I think we we all try to keep it quite light. And there's a lot of different characters yes, within yeah. the group, which is, is really good. It's really because, interesting, yeah. <laughs> you know, if somebody's like on a downer, they're like, yup, your time is up. You had two minutes of yeah. complaining, that's it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and they're like, okay. But it's, um no, it's nice. It's nice to be to have that lightheartedness but there and there's been so many so many times that you you know you feel like you just want to go and give that person a hug but they're on the mm. other side of the world and they've been through hard times as well and but there everyone's there to support which is really lovely
1: yeah mm-hmm. like what what is it about like leading that kind of group of creative people that like energizes and nourishes you is like
2: I don't feel like a leader I feel uh, that's why I I always say we're we're at three years and like or okay we're gonna be here on Monday and I forget that or I sometimes correct myself and say I'm gonna be here like it's a very Mm. much a we thing yeah I don't feel like it's an I and I'm the leader um I know that if you know if for some reason I couldn't do it for a week that I could rely on someone else to take it over and do it for a week or yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. Um, yeah it doesn't it very much feels like a we but I love yeah. I love teaching what I know and it's really um I try and teach how I see because I think that's that's the trick to figuring out how to um how to get your brain to see something and then put it down on paper is more about that than actually like the whole teaching thing is is I try to teach people a method to to help them in their art rather than you know now you draw a line at 30 degrees and Mm. you you know scratch in that little corner and (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so it's yeah it's definitely more a we yeah we yeah and I think, yeah, that sense
1: of we makes everybody feel so included and, you know, you want to come back and be a part of it, hey? so. Mm, I mm. so
2: I hope so. I hope so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny because yeah. I often watch it like um... – not like I'm, I don't, I can't kind of often. Yeah, the recordings, live, but the recordings, yeah. And I just chuckle away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like, know a lot of people yeah. say when they watch the recordings, they want to say something. Yeah, or they yeah, want to yeah. uh, they put sure, their input in. <laughs> I'm
1: sure I probably do. I just like in my own little world, like, yeah,
2: working along and doing
1: it. And that's how
0: you know that it's a vibrant community and that there's this lovely. You know, ambiance, right? Is there's even when you can't (laughs) in real time Mm. respond, you want to because it it feels so connected and so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like when I'm listening to a podcast, and if I can chuckle when I'm listening, I I love that. I love like going for a walk, listening to a podcast, and I don't care if people see me. Laughing, I mean, now it's not strange for anybody to be talking and walking. Yeah, everybody does it. They now. do, yeah. <laughs> Before That's... you'd be picked up and put in a sh- in like a, a psych hospital. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the world has changed a lot these past couple Yeah. So Charlotte, I'm curious about like the variety that comes into your your work. You you have such versatility and um, such range. And yeah, I'm wondering how you stretch to create as much as you do in all the ways you do. How does that work for you? Or does it come naturally to do that?
2: Um, I think as a freelancer, you have to be really flexible. And um, starting off doing murals, I don't know if it was an easier start, but you're you learn to be very bold um, and and not scared to put like paint on walls and draw on walls. Um, but I think yeah, being flexible is really is really important when you're a freelance artist. And when somebody says, "Can you draw my dog?" you say, "Yeah, I can draw your dog," yeah. and you're like, "Okay." Got to draw a dog now <laughs> <laughs> or um oh can you te- can you teach a landscape art class I'm like sure I can teach a landscape art class so I think all those things um have definitely helped or aided in the variety of work but I think more than anything over the past few years it has been my mornings because um just the the group and the the family that we have have been very open to say, how about we do this? How about we do that? So there's been a lot of suggestions. Um, I'd love to be able to draw flowers. Okay, let's do a flower painting together. Or, um, and it's really about, um, push. I push myself too. So when I create a class, for example, a six week class or an eight week class, and every week is a different medium that pushes you to try different things and you wanna keep it interesting. So, and the, um, the variety is, it always makes it interesting, it doesn't become boring. I know that some people are like, I just wanna do portraits or I just wanna do this. You're like, yeah, but if you don't try other things, you may, you may find something that you really love and so, why don't we try that as well? So,
0: yeah, it's fun. It's fun mm-hmm. to just explore and figure out. And it, as you're talking, I, I find myself wondering if you think that your experience as someone who has lived abroad for a you know, good portion of your life has impacted your adaptability.
2: Uh, definitely in Spain, I think. Just the whole move at a young age, because I was 19, um, which I'm sure you understand as well, Mm. is, um, (laughs) yeah, so I think one, when you're in your 20s, you think you can do anything. And um, two, I think, yeah, being well, because I was, I was self-employed. So I had to, you have to hustle, and -hmm. you have to find work. So Whatever comes your way, you know, you try it and you you do it and you you adapt for sure. Um, yeah, so I I think I think it did help, and I I traveled a lot in my early 20s, um, back and forth from Italy to Spain because my boyfriend at the time was Italian and I went to South Africa and Africa and that was an experience. I think it's very humbling as well. I mean, I I wasn't living of much in Spain either. Um, You know, very, I didn't have a TV for eight years. When I first moved over there, I didn't have a telephone, a TV, an oven. A fridge for eight months you know like you just you yeah I think when you have less you appreciate more is is Mm -hmm. a funny thing but
0: yeah
2: yeah. mm. and then Thailand I went to Thailand as well for a month and just seeing other cultures um and colors and senses like you're you know like if you know being out Mm -hmm. in Asia like the whole sensory of smells is very different and so I think, yeah, that probably did. It probably did help. Um, just yeah. bring variety in. There's mm. a way in which it's just like you
0: don't have much choice, right? <laughs> you don't have much choice but to adapt, and and adapting becomes um, just a way of living in a way. Yeah,
2: I don't think you think about it. You don't overanalyze it too much, mm-hmm. especially when you're in that situation because you're tr- you're trying to survive, but you're enjoying because you're in your well I was in my early 20s so you don't have that you don't have a family you don't have that worry right I think when yeah. a family comes in it, it changes a lot of things yes yeah. yeah
1: no question yeah 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 I think when you're yeah when you're in in your early 20s you don't kind of question should I do this or should I not do this you're just like oh that sounds fun let's go do that <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> carefree sense just um I think it exposes you like you said Charlotte to so many new things and I think it also makes you trust your sense of curiosity Mm. you -hmm. don't kind of doubt yourself as much when you've tried so many new things and um do you have that confidence to follow what you want to do more I think it has for me anyway yeah
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And you find out that, like, a lot of really cool things come out of it. And even when they don't, like, even when it's a situation where the outcome is not ideal, you're okay. You know, you've yes. figured it out. <laughs> yeah. You survived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because So much of our fears, I think, as artists or just as humans, deep, 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 deep down are like, I might die you know, (laughs) (laughs) and you find out you won't. You're okay. You're going to figure it out. And if this doesn't work out, then something else will, and you'll discover it. And the more flexible you can be, the easier that is and the more fun it is.
2: It's true. I'm still not a daredevil though. I'm not jumping out planes. I'm not (laughs) like, I don't like speed. I don't (laughs) like top of mountains. I don't, Right. So you know, I eliminate a few of those. You know, well, yeah, I'm with, with you with you know. that. Yeah, but
0: well, you're artistically brave. You're very yes. brave artistically,
2: <laughs> That counts for a lot. I know. just, I want to be doing. I want to be doing art because I love it. So if you can do something that you love, mm. you know, yeah. And sense. I think, and I
1: think that's why people are drawn to you because you, you know, as someone who watches your videos, you can tell how much you enjoy what you're doing um so I think that you know that's why people want to be around that energy don't they Yeah.
2: thank you yeah <laughs> it's um yeah I love it yeah. I really do love it
1: very so, fortunate yeah yeah because yeah a lot of people we've spoken to they don't always start what they want to do from when they want to do it they find it later in life so
2: I fought tooth and nail my dad did not like it's not like Um, he wanted to stop me doing what I wanted to do but he wasn't he was you know he's a businessman he was the root like why don't you do graphic design why don't you do you know marketing or. Uh, web design wasn't around then but he would have said why don't you do web design if, I, if it was around <laughs> yeah um yeah and my mum was very supportive and she just said do what you love yeah. Yeah. Well, that's
1: good she had that mom's, balance mom's good f- good yeah I
2: know hey <laughs> <laughs> that's a good too dad if you're listening because they probably will listen to it <laughs>
1: I think here yeah, to have that balance maybe you know you can think both ways can't you so you know you can your mum trusts you enough to do what you want to do, but your dad's looking out for your future kind of thing. Yes,
2: um, absolutely. Yeah. And I would do the same with, yeah. with my girls.
1: Yeah. So where do you see your creative path taking you in the future? Do you have any any other plans?
2: <sighs> Apart from becoming massively famous.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. No, um,
2: I, I really want to get... Um, painting canvases i painted a couple of canvases last year and i promised myself that i would start painting canvases i want to revisit work that i've done um it's interesting like i i love like the creative community out there because you you know very people are very transparent with what they're doing and i don't know if you know margot kent um she recently posted that she was going through old sketchbooks and revisiting images and working those images. And I think that's such a good idea because you may have you may have forgotten a project that you did or, and why not? These are, you know, these are ideas and sketches and it's almost like a journal. Or if you're a poet and you write something and then you revisit it and you're like, oh, actually, I really love that paragraph of that. So maybe taking elements and then making them bigger. I have a couple of pieces of work that I want to make bigger. I'm just not sure how they're going to translate into larger canvases from sketches. So that's one project that I want to work on. I want to get into galleries. I recently got rejected from uh, getting an art grant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I should be really Um, upset about but it's kind of pushing me to apply again and Mm -hmm. and I wanted to do a project and of all our our Patreon family um and do portraits of everybody and and Um, landscapes of where they were from and but I don't think the uh, jurors understood it maybe I didn't mm. explain it so well anyway so I'm still going to push for that um Oh God, I've got so many projects that I want to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but the main one is getting canvases um, in a gallery and just painting painting more bigger. yeah, bigger.
0: And I, I love the idea of reusing things from your past for a, a, several reasons. Like it kind of goes back to what you were talking to early about earlier. Um, when it comes to, you know, just, yeah, reusing the things that are there anyway, and giving them a new life or a new context, a new yeah. identity. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of quilting, you know, like where yes, yes. <laughs> you might take fabrics that have been part of your life in some way, and then and we you know make them into something new that has a, a new purpose and a new meaning.
2: Yeah, I think I think um, there could definitely be a solid project in the works there. So I'm excited.
1: How exciting! Yeah, and I think like you you mentioned about the grant.
2: Like
1: I think I think Paige and I have had this conversation before. Like applying for a grant is like its own special skill.
0: Yes, (laughs) it is.
1: Yes. So.
0: Yeah. And, and i think that the more you do things like that the more you learn about how to do it and so each like you were saying you know anytime it just doesn't work out that's an opportunity to you know learn and, and do it again try it again some other way and see uh-huh. what does
2: work yeah, yeah i would yeah i've, I've been pushing also um illustration work and I would love to get into magazines so doing editorial illustration and it's funny because um, Katie Chappell from the Good Ship Illustration well she's Mm -hmm. an illustrator but she's part of the Good Ship Illustration she um, mentioned in one of her posts that you know you should apply or the goal a goal should be to get as many rejections as you can because if you're getting a lot of rejections that means that you're putting yourself out there um so that is another goal of mine as well I just recently updated my website which is so I'm checking off all the boxes and then Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna push 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 because I'd love to do portraits for magazines you know there's um well, there's a lot of magazines like Uppercase Magazine mm-hmm. and um, Flow, and yeah, there's. I mean, there's lots. That Absolutely. You can apply to,
0: so. Yeah, and it's fun to try. I've been rejected by Uppercase. <laughs> Have
2: you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and, I've got to get a rejection.
0: I'm gonna get a rejection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was this writer. I, I don't know if you guys would be familiar with him, Ray Bradbury. Do you know Ray Bradbury, the writer? Oh, he rings the great- bell. Writer. And um, when I was young, we we read his work in high school. And I remember reading about his writing habit, and he said his aim was to wallpaper his room with rejection letters. Because the oh. rejection he got, <laughs> that meant the more he was trying, right, and the better he was getting at yeah. doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I really loved that, you know, and it helps. It helps to feel like okay, it's my goal to be told no, <laughs> because <laughs> being told no is actually it means you're trying, it means you're putting yourself out there, and it means very often. Actually, I read this really interesting book last year called Rejection Proof, mm. and. That author is a really interesting guy. He was an immigrant to the U.S. from China, wanted to be an entrepreneur. And he did this project where he went around basically trying to get people to say no to him. That was his whole goal. (laughs) And what he discovered was very often when people will say no, they kind of want to say yes to something like and you can ask them something else some other way
2: <laughs> and I still do that with uppercase
0: yeah, would know you look
2: it. at my artwork and if not would you look at this artwork <laughs> yes. <listening to>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Charlotte how do you manage any feelings of like constriction or tightness or obstacles that might come up for you when you want to create something but it's just not really happening the way you had hoped or um it's not flowing smoothly
2: Hmm. um well in the mornings i don't really get time to um well in the mornings when i do my lives it really isn't about completing a piece or it's more about the practice and just working through something if you've listened to my mornings, you will hear me saying, well, that one didn't turn out or let's just <laughs> keep going with this one or let's turn the page or <laughs> or one of my one of my uh, friends, she's like she has a an imaginary goat that eats all her papers <laughs> like yeah. if they're really bad, they just disappear. Um, and then with the painting, I think there is usually an ugly stage and I know that. So you just work through it. Um, being persistent in something. It's very rare that I can't, that I walk away from something and say, oh, I'll come back to that later. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, firm about, okay, no, I'm going to make it work and it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn out okay. Yeah. And I do thank the gods, whoever they are, who helped me along the way, because, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, actually, I like that one.
0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Sometimes there's a surprise there.
2: It is. I love the surprises. Mm-hmm. I really love the surprises. And um, people can hear it in my voice when I'm like, yeah. happy with them. <laughs>
0: there is like a yeah. real delight, you know, that comes from that experience of just, you know, being open and being willing to see what happens and um, to explore through anything that feels like. I don't love this but I'm gonna keep going <laughs>
2: see, yeah. see it's very hard when you're teaching a class and your students have better work at the end than you um, sometimes it's a little bit um I mean not all the pieces I get a lot of pieces done in a in a class but sometimes I'm like well yours and but I I'm happy for them but I'm like oh my god like I could have done much better on this one why didn't that one turn out but Um, a lot of times it's the medium I think um, you know I have a preference to some mediums over others and when I'm working with the medium that I struggle with I usually struggle a little bit with with the outcome of the piece Mm,
1: right yeah so I'm really struggling with the 100 day pastels the pastels yeah I have to do mine after
2: (laughs) you hate it (laughs) okay which pastels are you working with right now
1: um I'm using the neocolor oh
2: and you don't like him
1: I just I hate just I think he's just using one medium I
2: just Mm. I just, are they the I don't know. are they the water soluble ones
1: yeah the water soluble ones
2: do you use them in the water do you water do you soluble them do, do you, you solu- <laughs> <laughs> i've not been because that was watch- kind of
1: what i wanted to like i want to try and think without that like um paint but then feeling. you're just
2: using them almost like a pencil crayon a yeah. colored pencil I would try. I would try adding water as a base, and then using on top. Yeah, using the new colors on top, so you can still see the mark making, but then you have a base of color underneath, and you can just use them because that's what they're. They're versatile in that sense, right?
1: Yeah, because I. Yeah, I think that would be much more comfortable because I, my oil, the other oil pastels I have, I just I'm like, no, I can't do those ones.
2: So last year um I I was tackling oil pastels because I was really having a hard time and I just wanted to use them in that whole sketchy sense mm. um, so I just set my timer for 10 minutes and did a portrait every like for the 10 minutes every day and um that was fun because I I had the time limit and I just I just used them I just kept switching colors yeah. and didn't really care. So if you go back into my Instagram around, probably around this time last year, mm-hmm. um, you'll see my 10-minute portraits.
1: Okay. Did um, have a look at those.
2: And, yeah. And you can use them the same way. The Neo pastels that is just mm. very linear and yeah, I like them.
1: Yeah. Do you have a preference? Which medium do you like to work with the most?
2: Um, I really, like I didn't love gouache, but I'm loving gouache right now. Oh, God, I don't know. There's so many mediums. It is <laughs> um, hard to choose. <laughs> It is really hard. Like, love, love, love color. Um, so anything think that can give me a lot of color. Even the acrylic inks are really lovely. Um, new colors. I, I think mixed media is my absolute favorite so yeah. to put you know washes of gouache and then use crayons on top and pencils and yeah i do like that but then i love acrylics on canvas so i don't know yeah, you don't have to I, choose just do everything. i know what i don't i know a medium which i really don't love it's soft pastels but i i feel yeah. i don't know i recently when when i went to london before Christmas I went to the William Kentridge um, exhibition and he works with charcoal oh my goodness it was amazing Mm. and I think if you can if you can capture what he captured with just with one medium Mm. I'm like I must I must I must be able to work with soft pastels (laughs) like if he could work with charcoal I can work with soft pastels it's colorful yeah right so I'm determined I'm I'm mixing up a bit though the 100 day pastels I'm doing wax soft and and um oil Mm. I'm not limiting myself
1: yeah yeah it does um I that's what I like about those challenges hey it really pushes you to make your hand and your brain move in a different way (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Yeah, it
2: really does (laughs) I think
0: soft pastels are such a fickle capricious medium right like there's so much that can happen without you meaning it to and then (laughs) there's like I don't know
2: But they're very versatile like I didn't realize that you could put water on them and then they would flatten and then you know and I've, ta- I've watched a couple of classes I'm really bad at buying other people's classes watching them and not actually doing them because mm-hmm. I just like watching them <laughs> and um yeah so I've watched a couple of soft pastels and I'm like oh, how do they do that and like, mm-hmm. maybe I should try maybe I should mm-hmm. actually yeah but we would all love to see if you do try <laughs> yeah
0: thank-, <laughs> thank you I'll let you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for the conversation today charlotte it's just been wonderful getting to know you a little more and, and hearing more about your
2: path oh it was lovely chatting with you both yeah
1: so if people want to find out more about you know, your workshops or what you have to offer where can they find you online
2: i am blue shine art everywhere so i am blue my website um i am blue shine art on um, Instagram, Blue Shine Art on Facebook, which I'm not really on very much, but I just throw everything on there, like link it from Instagram. Mm-hmm. I am Blue Shine Art on Etsy. um But yeah, I've just updated my website with some workshops on there, and they're All online, online, the workshops and live, but you can get the recordings if you can't make the live sessions so um yeah and then I'm live every morning okay
0: thank you again Charlotte so much for the lovely conversation today and I look forward to seeing more and more and more of what you're doing on Instagram thanks for sharing
2: that too thank you so much thank you bye
1: Thanks so much for being here today and joining us in this conversation. If you enjoyed today's
0: episode, please leave us
1: a review and share it with your friends. And we'll catch you again soon on the next episode of the Creativity Cafe.